is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, author, feng shui consultant, and Akashic healer. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. That is true. And uh, boy, the full range is all there. I, it's just a lot of sad things happening in the world right now. So trying to feel, well, actually, we can talk about this week, but first of all, our love goes out to Ukraine. It's so, I, I hate it so much. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Ugh. And then there was a terrible trans bill in Texas. Fucking Texas, man. Oh, my God. That, uh, I didn't read that news story. Well, yeah, I think maybe a lot of people, if you're not in the trans world, I have a trans daughter, so my life is very affected by all of this, and my oldest is non-binary, and, um, but the tax, the Texas governor basically made it illegal for trans kids to be trans. Like, he's saying that they have, if teachers or doctors see a trans kid they can call the pa- call out the parents and they will be can like, of child abuse they will be convic- convicted of child i mean not convicted i don't know what the right legal words are but like they can be brought in for child abuse wow they will be brought like if they're told like this mother is or father is supporting their trans child or if the teacher sees in school and knows someone's saying that they're trans then they can have the parents brought in for child abuse i don't even oh know what goodness. i mean it seems like how would that even happen actually legally but the point is it's really just create fostering an environment of hate and rejection and right oh it's so terrible there's so many anti-trans bills especially in the southern states Right now, that's not the case yet in North Carolina, but um, if you're in any of those states, please call your senators and look up what the bills are. Maybe we can link some of them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that is just so unfathomable. Like, what is, why? Why is it your business? Yeah, seriously. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just very, very, very upsetting Mm. so that i mean i can't imagine like raising my child in a state like that what Mm -hmm. would you i mean we would have to move like that would be it right and i I do have friends here who are concerned about the bills coming up in north carolina thinking about like okay where will we have to move like i'm not worried about that yet because it didn't go through last time so i'm just yeah but anyway, yeah. and especially, uh, it's just like if, yeah, it's not, it's not good. Yeah. So that's something happening in the world. Um, and honestly, like it's funny because last week the energy report was all about like joy and this, uh, that support. But what's funny is I was thinking like, geez, I really felt that energy so strongly, and yet there's a war happening and all this you know, stuff happening. Then I was realizing, well, first of all, you know, the, I was actually talking to my guides about it because it can't, 
okay. Like, first of all, I this is part of why I don't believe in telling the future further out than if than a week at a time, because so much can happen, and also it can't apply to everybody all the things. But I did realize it was funny because I had been talking to Melissa early in the week, and I was telling her my friend Melissa, and I was telling her about how I felt so supported. Like, okay, all this stuff is happening. My cat Ron. Uh, is diabetic again there was a lot of stuff that oh, happened yeah Poor ronnie i mean he's okay that lump over there but he's still like i we had to bring him in and do all that okay but i was telling her like but you know i'm just aware of how much support i have and then i realized later i was like oh right well that was part of the energy report too was like feeling this support and this yeah you know, and also exploring joy I guess I'm just going into how the 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 cards we picked in the energy report affected me this week. Um, and the card we picked, I remember, was joy, too. The card yeah, I picked. Yeah, you picked citrine. It was yeah. exuberance and joy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what I was talking about in the energy report was thinking, feeling into, like, where do I not allow that in? Mm-hmm. And I also was just realizing, because I've gotten a couple of really nice emails this week from clients who have, like, expressed gratitude for me, and I was realizing, like, oh, if those had been mean emails, or, like, me, if those had been critical emails, I probably would have sat, like, that, it would have been, like, I would have sat with that for a little bit, you know, like, I've gotten a lot better, so maybe not too long, but it probably would have gotten under my skin for a little bit, but the sweet emails I'm like oh that's so nice I feel it and then it's gone like so I'm just thinking about like um what how what does it look like to really take in we've talked about this yeah, before like, I have been thinking about this too this really week. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. so that was part of the energy report too was like how do I experience joy how can I let this joy in where am I stopping the joy and so it's did you come up with any solutions well yeah it's a whole movement of energy but first i want to say as far as reconciling the energy report with what happened i mean everything is always happening all the time (laughs) the full spectrum of of life always yeah 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 actually my guide said that to me oh yeah and and i really did feel that the cookie vibes the joy Mm -hmm. the support the love and you know wow so for me to answer yeah. your question, this has been since last week. If you heard last week, I had called my mom, who I hadn't spoken to in a long time uh, because of some really big challenges with her and her treatment of me. And it was really painful because she didn't treat me nicely in any way. And um, so this week, I read a book. I devoured a book called The Covert Passive Aggressive Narcissist. which so specific. I love Very it. specific. <laughs> Very, just totally dead on and really written in the most supportive way. It was like, Mm. this is that energy of that sweet grandma Mm. baking you cookies, a way that she was a psychologist, but she spoke with this really loving, supportive energy. Mm. And that was what I was thinking of because she was like, what if you allowed yourself to receive, Mm. you know, just the good things in life and and when I did receive compliments I was like oh that's nice like maybe I could believe that just Mm -hmm. seeing it was like a deeper so there was pain because it was like wow that was abuse that was like intense emotional abuse Mm. and you mean what you grew up with what I grew up with yeah. yeah which 
like I, I feel like it's a deeper level for me because it was like I knew I knew that my mom had rejected me. That yeah. was what happened when we went to therapy together mm. those seven years ago that it was like she was like, yeah, no, I don't want to hear about your feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about yeah. your abuse. Like, I just don't want to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. And so I felt like, okay, my mom does it. She would rather just not talk about that stuff than have me in her life. Yeah. So I did. I I was like, but I still kind of believed the story of like, oh, but she thinks she's a good person. Like, she thinks this is how you know, that she's being, this somehow believes that this is her being supportive of me or something. And then this week I was like, I don't, I think it was like a deeper level of deception than I realized. Like that she maybe knew this whole time that she didn't care about me and that she was just acting like she did. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I don't think she would think that way and I can say this well for two reasons one my mother was very so I told uh, we were talking earlier this week I told you how when I was like a therapist told me that she loved me conditionally yeah my mother loved me conditionally and I told my mother and she was like why and then I told her whatever the example was and she was like I guess I do love you conditionally So it wasn't like she was pretending when I did feel love for from her. I think she just, if that's what you mean, is that what you mean? Well, I guess like I just this reading this book kind of made me think about it in a different light where it was like almost like a sociopath. Like you, you don't really I don't know if you ever really care about anybody at all. Yeah. Well, because here's the deeper part, I think, because I've done a lot of exploring on an energy level with narcissism. And uh-huh. what I this is what I think it's it's there's so it's essentially if we talk about it with parts work or inner child work, they have so many parts protecting them because yeah. they're terrified of actually being seen. So it's like, so they have a lot, it's all based on appearance. So there's like a lot of pictures in their space, which are protecting them. Like, okay, if I look a certain way, if this person looks a certain way, then I'll be safe. If this person doesn't look this certain Mm -hmm. way, then they're bad. And then it's very clear. The rules are very clear. This person is out because I can't, because if they feel if they let them in, then they're going to have to look at themselves. And that is terrifying. They're too vulnerable. It's too scary. It's very, very scary. Yeah. It's just, I know. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) And it's like, there was just with my mom, there was, and maybe your mom too, I think, there was so much deception as far as like behaving empathetic, behaving sympathetic. But then when I look back, I'm like, but you never, she never really it wasn't ever about my feelings or my experience or how I was doing so it was kind of this more complete this week like this complete way of looking back and being like it really was like a cult leader where you're Mm -hmm. like you buy in to their story and their deception and their charisma and I still even though I I just had it I feel like it was like more of deprogramming this week which made me feel good it made me feel like kind of angry, but also yeah. like really strong in my boundaries. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It so, sounds to me like how I felt when I read the diaries or my mom's diaries and I saw 
oh, she really was terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, but even I was like, oh, because I, I when I talked to my dad about her, he's like, yeah, when I first met her, she was so great. She was so fun. I really like she was really great. And then something happened where she just was mm. mad at me all the time. And I didn't mm. know what I did wrong. And I'm mm. like, now I'm like, yeah, she was emotionally bu- abusing you, too. She mm-hmm. deceived you. She like said everything you wanted to hear. Yeah. And then she turned on you. And that's what she does. You know, yeah. so I mean, I do think that it's not I mean listen I'm not excusing the behavior even a teensy bit it's very bad news but I also have a lot of empathy after all this time I feel like I'm at a different place with it than you are like at this point now I've I've been able to have empathy because how I look at it with her is that and this is my mom obviously they're not the same even though they both had I mean I think they both probably had that same disorder but um I look at it like she was a tantruming child all the time like Mm -hmm. basically she had an inner tantruming child so sometimes I do think she had empathy I don't think that was a lie for my mom anyway um but I think that she was being ruled by these constant tantruming like imagine if you were constantly a tantruming child Oof, it just would feel terrible. You would be like, oh, this person. Uh, no, you upset me. You're out. You know, mm-hmm. like that kind of like just being ruled by your anger or your no, I can't look at this. This is not no uh, this. And like in your case, it probably your mom was like, well, you've rejected her because she, oh, in her gosh. mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because you made her do something she didn't want to do. Uh-huh. And that's yeah. like what a tantruming child feels like. And I pulled her mask off in front of the therapist, too. Right. I realized now she had totally hoodwinked to the therapist to think she was a certain way. And then when I was like, this is what my yes. experience is, then she was revealed. And that was like the worst thing to well, her. Well, it was too painful. Like she, you basically took her protectors away and she but felt I, like I she really was a was little. I like, just like, let's just talk about it. Oh, no. I, I, listen, <laughs> but- when I say that, I, I believe me, obviously I'm completely, it's not, it's not reasonable. Yes, you yes. took her protectors yes. away by saying the truth. Yes. You know, you said the truth and that is not, and she acted like a child and because she's being ruled by her child. I'm saying all this, but obviously I, it's terrible and so <laughs> manipulative and yeah. like to be uh, the victim, because you do, you are a victim. I was a victim, you know, it's yeah. and, narcissist and I, abuse. And this book that I read, I was so, I felt so validated too, because it talks about um, it, like several times that this is like being deprogrammed from a cult. It's like mm. a cult leader. I was like, this is what I knew. This is what I sensed. And I've started listening to a little bit culty. It's the oh. um, podcast that um, Sarah Edmondson and her husband Nippy from The Vow, they were in Nexium oh. and now they started oh. a podcast. And I was just like, oh, the way they, because I love cults, but I don't, I mean, I love learning about cults. <laughs> I'm fascinated with them. But I haven't heard a podcast or watched a show where, like, the hosts were in a cult. Mm-hmm. And so they're – the way they sympathize, the way they talk mm-hmm. about it, it just, it feels so validating to me. And so it – it because up to yeah. now, I was like, oh, I feel pretty like I forgive her. Like, I feel like I don't want to be – I don't want her to be in my life, but I mm-hmm. forgive her, you know, and I love her. But now after that conversation and kind of yeah. like this more – 
a deeper layer yeah. of, of clarity with it, yeah. I do feel like she's like Keith Raniere. Like, mm. get away from me. Like, that yeah. was so gross what yeah. you did to me for yeah. all those years like yeah I just it feels important to feel exactly that way right yes now. yes yes so I hope you know I'm not trying to convince you out of that at no all. no I'm just saying like a, yeah definitely and especially like on my for me I'm not saying I have it worse but I'm just saying like my cult leader mother turned everyone basically against me like it wasn't until yeah, yeah. But you, it didn't happen for you with your brother. You have your brother and your father. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. my dad was on my side. Um, and I, he still mostly is. We had a brief time where I, where he like, after she died, where I think he just was mourning her, and then they started to adopt her view of me for a little oh. bit. But then that went away. I think. Um, but. Yeah, but like I have, I had almost no relationships with my siblings because of how she turned them oh, against me. And yeah, it wasn't until awful. my sister read my di- her diaries that now she has apologized to me and was like, oh. I'm so sorry. I mean, because th- my sister was the golden child. And so those diaries, I think, were probably more traumatic. Like for me, they were like, woohoo, I knew it. I feel validated. This is amazing. It's all in print. I don't have to question myself anymore. It's like all there. The truth is out. But for my sister, I think it was probably, I don't want to talk about her experience. It's not fair. But I do know that, you know, I mean, she has, like I said, said, I'm really sorry. I had no idea. And I've talked to her about it where I was like, what did you think? Because she said it was weird. Like she would tell me these terrible things about you. And then I'd come and see you when I was a teenager. And she's a lot older than me, my sister. She's almost 20 years older than me. And she said, I'd see you. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like who is this person? But not enough, you know, to do anything. So it was very, yeah, totally a cult. And this cult was against me. Yeah. And for you, it was like, yeah, I don't know how that happened where your brother and you ended up bonding because that's unusual in that situation. Well, she, she, she couldn't manipulate him as much as she could manipulate me and then he went to live with my dad so that Uh, was kind of like defecting like he left the cult when he was in high school uh well my (laughs) brother left home he went to boarding school when he was i try not to talk about living family members too much but i'll just say this he left when i was nine like he was four years older than me so he left in high school too Mm. But Mm -hmm. still, there was so much triangulation from her saying all this shit about me all the time. And it was it almost made it easier because she he wasn't there to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Easier for her. For her to manipulate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Because Mm -hmm. he wasn't. But I guess your mom didn't do that. Um, The triangulating. Yeah. Not so much. With my brother. No, he she wasn't able to do that. But um, it was more like it was me. I was her main target of manipulation, me and her, mm. against the world. <laughs> uh, so you were like her golden child. Yeah, and her own uh, emotional support. Her, uh-huh. I mean, I yeah. was her emotional support too until a certain – when she didn't need it. She only needed my emotional support for like a year when I was 10. 
Yeah, well, when I was about ready to go off to college, then she discarded me. And that was like the first discarding. I stayed with a friend. She didn't care. Yeah. Like looking back, I'm like, she didn't act like she loved me or cared about me. I was confused Mm -hmm. um, because she had met somebody Uh, who was her uh other, her new target. Um, but anyway, yeah. so this has been it, what's been going on with me this weekend. It sounds yeah. like, you know, you guys might be listening, listeners, and thinking, oh, that sounds like a very bad week for Tess. <laughs> but actually, it's yeah. really great. I feel yeah. I feel good. I feel strong and empowered yeah, and also good. just like energetically shifting in a lot of ways that feel super good to me, super empowering. I mean, again, it just really feels like that week that I read when I found those diaries and I was like, and people were like, Oh God, that must've been so terrible when I would read excerpts and, or tell them things that I read. And I was like, are you kidding? This is great. Yeah, <laughs> it's when you've been you just... lied to for so long. Like that's not how I feel. I don't feel that way. Yeah. That that's... process of deprogramming is yes. like getting your power back. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause we'll hear about it in the energy report. Mm. So, that something happening um so yeah so I guess that is I guess some ways joyful you do seem joyful and I feel um, joyful yeah and oh that was my question is like how do you I almost want if listeners want to write in or talk to us about like how do you let joy into your life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean I there's certain ways I I do but like I mean, there's a lot of ways I let joy into my life all day long. You know, there's a lot of love in my house, but specifically around, I guess, compliment or like taking that part in, I guess that's where it's a little bit like, oh, how would I really receive that kind of thing? You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I guess talking about it has kind of realizing with you when I realized how I just like... Don't, don't believe, believe people. Wait, I think not that I think they're lying. I think how I I realize I don't think they're lying. I just think they're wrong. Oh right, <laughs> like, right. Oh, you just have bad taste if you like my books. <laughs> That's oh, how I was, like, and you were like, "Wow, that probably doesn't feel good." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> you're right." So, <laughs> oh, so, so just yeah. That's kind that. of realizing that. Oh, what? Well, no, I just was thinking that sounds like. It's coming. That's more programming, deprogramming. Yes. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. all part of a big shift. And yeah. even like what we were talking about with Dave Grohl, how I I really resented how I just feel like he emanates this sense of like, I'm just go okay with myself and happy to be me. And that, that somehow that made me furious with him. <laughs> That I just like, I think that whole, that just brought to light a lot where I was like, well, what if I didn't have to be, because that, mm. that, I think that was related to my mom too. Like, yes. you have to be so exceptional or what's the point of anything? Like, Ugh. then you're just, if you're mediocre, it's the worst possible thing. So I, I think mm. I always was like, well, I just can't help it, but I'm mediocre. I just have to know that. That's oh, just wow. how it goes. And now it's like. What if it's just that whole story? Not like I need to have any opinion about how exceptional or mediocre yes. I or my work am. What if I'm just like happy to be alive and to be who I am? So I think kind of that what if, like what if, like what if that was just a story I could yeah. let go of has been really helping. Oh, yeah, that is true. Like what if I received this? Oh, boy. Yeah, that is interesting. Because when I even just say that, it's like what if I received 
it just feels like almost a portal opening. Yes. That's like, what if is a portal. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a portal into a whole other way of being. Like, yeah. wait a minute. I can <laughs> go in this portal and experience a whole world where especially, I'm appreciated and I appreciate yeah. myself. And especially when energetically you tune into that story. Like, oh, there's that story. And like, I now I can kind of see that didn't come from me there I don't need that that's not helping me it's kind of an energy drain when you are like conscious of that I feel like it becomes easier to be like well what if I just stop doing that (laughs) well (laughs) it's interesting because for me for so long I'm super aware super 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 aware of the old story it's not mine but then the piece missing was going into the portal of expansion Mm -hmm. that's something Mm -hmm. I have to remind myself about a lot like what does it feel like to be fully me? Did I ever tell you that I did this little parts work thing where um, Oprah was one of my um, inner like parents, basically? Like she was uh, like one of my I don't think so. mentors. And I kind of, I think I actually tuned into her energy because I was like, well, how does Oprah, I asked her in this little energy (laughs) session, how do you feel when you like are going to give a speech or something? Like, do you even get anxious or what happens there? And what I saw was that she's like, I just become the most Oprah I can be. So instead of like um, worrying about what anybody's thinking, she puts all her energy, this is what I got from her information, I wasn't violating Oprah's energy, this really got this, that um, she just puts all her energy into expand, expanding herself so large that she feels, like, strengthened by her own energy. Like, whereas I may have, when I get anxious, I get, like, small and, like, Ugh, I just want to be small and that's how I'll be safe for Oprah it seems like she just become like her safety becomes in being more grounded in herself uh, as big yeah. as she can and like yeah. making her energy super big, not in yeah. a fake way, like a protective way, but just in a real, it feels to me very authentic, the most her she can be. Yeah. So I try to remind myself to be the most Natasha I can be, but I forget. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, so yeah. And also I think about. I was, when I was listening to a little bit culty, they were talking about how, like, they were bonding with these other people who left this other cult. And they were talking about how the story, when you're in these two cults they were talking about, was like, we have to save the world. We have to save the world. We have to save all the people Uh, in the world. And that kind of reminded me of the mom thing of like, oh, we have to be, we have to be these superior people. We have to, it has to be on a different level. And it was just like, that is just a complete story. Like, can we just be normal people? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, just be the most us we can be. Yeah. It's not about be, that's the thing when with Oprah's energy she wasn't in my from how I was looking at it in my little energy world she it was she wasn't trying to be like okay so I can take over the world it was just no how can I exude as much of me as I can so I can be authentic and express that and and feel secure I love that that is so empowering I know so I really want to work on that and I keep forgetting to anyway um okay well that was our check-in for the week and um next week we are going to be having 
a, a, a menopause expert and also she's an intuitive eating expert. So we're, I'm really excited about that. Two for one. Yeah, two for one. And because um, Tess is going to be gone the following week, we're going to record a special questions only episode. So please uh, we're saving our questions this week for then, so please call them in, write them in, however you see fit. Any questions about whatever you want to ask, I guess. Yeah, it's a special question episode, so if you, you're yeah. like, oh, I've been meaning to ask this one question, or I kind of want to ask it, or now's I a great wonder, time. Yeah, so you can call us. We love these voicemails at 828-333-7181. <laughs> I've gotten into singing it now. Three, it transformed three. in the middle. I no, love it's it. not three two three. It's eight two eight. Oh, did you say three two? I accidentally. I what? I accidentally did. Okay. Oh. Eight two eight three 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 seven one eight one. There it is for you. And uh, what else? Or you can email us at magicmondaypodcast at gmail dot com or click on our website. Uh, you can click on our website. Click on our website. MagicMondayPodcast.com. And there is a little button, ask a question. So there you have it. Um, What else do we have to say? It's about a month out for my inner child healing class. So if you go to my website, HighSlightHealing.com, you can get on the wait list. Or if you would like to schedule a reading and figure out what Oprah's thinking. Just kidding. <laughs> I won't tell you that. <laughs> um, You can schedule a reading with me. I would love it. And you can go to my website to do that, HighSlightHealing.com. And what would you like to say, Tess Whitehurst? I, I would like we to get say to the other things um, that I would love if you would, if you want to schedule a feng shui con- consultation. I did do one recently over Zoom, and it was so much fun. I was so happy to be doing them again. So uh, they they work great over Zoom. Or, you know, if you're in my neighborhood, let me know. But otherwise, we could do it over Zoom. And you can learn about that at TessWhitehurst.com. Click on Feng Shui or go to the shop and go to Sessions with Tess. And I'm also offering Akashic Clearings, which are endlessly fascinating to me and Mm -hmm. also to the people that I clear. (laughs) Because it, it does seem always like, whoa, that came up and it comes up and it's so specific It's just a neat, it's a really neat healing. It's three patterns or programs from this life or a past life that we look at, we talk about, and then we clear them. So you can also learn about that at TessWhitehurst.com. Click on Akashic Clearing and or go to the shop. All righty. Well, we're going to just get into it then and go right to the energy report. A little off key this time, but. Here we are. Anyway, yeah. So, okay. It's interesting you kept talking about reprogramming because this week I will tell you what the energy feels like. It feels to me like being in the ocean in waves. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, oh, wait, I'm getting tossed up a little bit high. Okay. This is how I experience the energy. I'll translate it into regular (laughs) it's a term it's so pisces season already oh yeah well it's we're a week in second week Mm -hmm. um 
third week, actually, of Pisces. Well, kind of. Anyway, whatever. It's the second week, I guess. Not yet. It, it was on it's a Friday. Oh, yeah, because we're okay. Yeah. Um. So anyway, what I want to say is, okay, so it feels like, yes, in that sense, the, sub- the supportive energy of like the waves. But what's happening is how I feel like is that when the waves crest, it's like, oh, wow, I'm getting new information about myself. It does feel like kind of a deprogramming. Oh. Like, uh, oh, these old things are falling away again. It, it's funny because it's similar to the Aquarius energy of like, whoa, information. But this, All right. remember from Aquarius yeah. season, it was like there was uh-huh. a lot of information coming in, but it was in the form, that felt to me more like in the form of ideas, like electricity almost. And this feels like a more spiritual, actually, as I'm saying this out loud, like, I mean, it's all spiritual, but it feels more like connecting to like higher self, higher realm, guides, like source being like almost like turning the light on. Like, here you go. Here's some truth going on, you know, and getting glimpses or even more than a glimpse of this higher truth about yourself and maybe also about the world as I feel into this. Um, Just awareness, more deeper awareness. And then when the energy goes down the way, (laughs) it's, you become maybe more aware of what you need to reprogram. So you become more aware of the old thought patterns. And it may feel perhaps emotional, like, oh, I don't like these old these old thought patterns and, and feelings, not just thoughts, but feelings and um, energy patterns aren't working for me. So that's why I was thinking about reprogramming as a really good tool for helping with that because as you get this greater insight it's like oh my god yes I feel connected to myself I see myself in this loving way like I connect in a loving way in a in an emotional way again as opposed to the Aquarius thing where it was more like um cerebral maybe Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and so this is like oh I feel this and so then when you are maybe going into the old pattern, it would be good to have some kind of reprogramming. I have a reprogramming meditation on my website if you want to look at that. Um, there's other ways to do it just simply by if once you are, once you have clarity about the whatever pattern, let's say it's an old self-worth pattern, like you always, um, let's say, well, like, um, we'll use your example. Like when you look at some, at certain people, you get triggered when they are, feel so free and that makes you feel bad about yourself or something. And I'm not saying you did that, but, um, so it's like, oh, I recognize that's happening. Okay. You can even imagine, like kind of close your eyes, fill up with light. And then what would it feel like to just feel free? Like see yourself, feel yourself being in situations where you're so happy to be yourself, where you're do to do walking around. Yeah, like Dave Kroll. Be like Dave Kroll. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Have I told you that I used to see Dave Kroll in the farmer's market when kids were little? And I loved him. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, yeah. Um, That is really what it is. It's like this thing where it may feel... A little bit like you're going up. Ooh, this is like, wow. And then, ugh, wait a minute. But don't confuse yourself with that, wait a minute, that that's who you are. It's just old patterning. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it sounds like maybe breathing, allowing the feelings as they come, the different waves. Yeah, and recognizing, like tuning into your inner adult, putting your hand on your heart, having compassion. To let it move. Yeah, to let it move and also to recognize like, oh, I see you, you know, this inner child part. Like, oh, that feels really bad. That's not who you, you know, like, how do you, what do you need from me? How do you feel? Like, that's really not who you are. I totally get why you feel that way. But, you know, um, what do you need? And like, now let's picture together a new way. Look at how how you could really feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. All right. So now it's time for practical magic. So as you all know, I have been feeling empowered by sort of like righteous anger on my inner child and inner adolescence behalf. Yeah. Like kind of just, and it feels so good. And it is, it does feel related to how I mentioned, and you, you were like, is this related to how you unfollowed everybody on Instagram? Like that kind of like, for me, it was like, yeah, I don't want to follow anybody on Instagram anyway. Like it is helping with the scammer situation for sure. But it just feels like I don't want – it's not something that ever feels good to me to look at Instagram. Not No no offense mm-hmm. to anybody. I'm sure your content is great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just for me personally not fun. It was kind of something mm-hmm. I was just doing. Mm-hmm. And so setting boundaries – and and I do feel like talking to friends, talking to clients, doing sessions and stuff, it does that the boundary thing does feel like a theme and I was already tuning into that. Like empowered boundaries. Feel I mean, I guess healthy boundaries are always empowered. Yeah. But it does feel like there's like some kind of for me right now, a wave of energy that has to do with self loving boundaries. Mm. So I was looking at my 2022 Your Most Magical Year Yet Planner, and I already was tuning into that, and I thought it was so interesting to read mm. what I wrote mm. last year yeah. <laughs> about March. <laughs> um, so this is the introduction to March. Before mm. the Romans changed their calendar, March 1st was their new year. It was also the god Mars's birthday. And he was, in fact, celebrated throughout the month. March is named after him. Even though he was later associated mainly with war, earlier in history, he was venerated as, according to author Judica Isles, a protective guardian of fields and boundaries. Mm. This month uh, works some protective magic by lighting a red candle to Mars and asking him to help you in setting strong, healthy, energetic, and emotional boundaries in all your relationships. Vow to take care of yourself and to listen deeply to your own intuition about what you do and don't want in your life. You can even work with Mars to set boundaries in your own thinking so you don't waste energy worrying or obsessing about things you can't control. Which also that, because we didn't mention that I drew last week gentle strength from the Magic of Flowers Oracle, Uh which then I did the web chat for Wisdom Circle was all about gentle strength, which is such a, the energy of tuning into what can I control, what can't I control, Mm -hmm. and also like realizing when your energy is leaking by thinking 
this needs to happen. I have, this person has to do this thing or we have to get this particular condition going or else I won't feel okay. Like when you have that externally placed, like we want, of course we can manifest things, we can create things, but when you start to feel, it's like an, uh, there's a dynamic you can sense when you, it's like, I am putting a lot of energy into wanting to control this thing that, or this person mm-hmm. wanting them to act a certain way. And, and I do feel totally disempowered by it because I feel like if that doesn't happen and then things won't be okay. It's like that's a dynamic magic as a magical practitioner. You want to notice that and shift it and breathe into it and, and start to feel the difference between when you're exercising your power in a healthy way and when it's leaking because you're trying to create change that is like outside of your hands and then you come into a a greater sense of well-being and I think a part of that is is feeling like let's say you want to manifest something and you're starting to feel that feeling oh I won't be okay until that's manifested then one example is to start to be like oh I the things I have now are also great like my life in this moment having this sense it's kind of um it's kind of counterintuitive in a way when it's like, well, you want something, you want to manifest it. But so, so that means, you know, that you don't feel okay with what you have now, but that doesn't have to be the case. Like you can have both. You can want to move towards something and shift something or heal something, manifest something. And at the same time, you can acknowledge, oh, I've been doing great already, you know, like I feel so lucky to have the things I have in my life now. Not like you have to shame yourself for wanting things. Yeah, well, what I think about this is that it's really a part, you know, like it's a inner child part probably when or an inner critic part, but that's probably an inner child as well, where it's when that comes up, we're like, oh, you can't, or like, I have to control whenever there's anything like that. It's like, oh, that's not me centered uh-huh. in myself. That's a part of me. What does it need right now? It's probably yeah. scared. It's probably wanting to protect me or whatever, you know, doesn't want me to expand because it's afraid. And, you know, just having compassion and talking. I feel to me that feels more effective than being like, okay, I'm just going to focus on what I have because that other part is like, But no, no, because that other part's scared and doesn't want you to expand. I mean, I think you can do both. Yeah, yeah. Because I think like that's a great point of being like, oh, I'm getting into this energy that feels, I think in general, it's healthy when you want to manifest and and work your magic to start to be able to notice like, oh, that's an energy leak. Like that doesn't feel like it's in it from an empowered place or or if you're like, oh, I thought I was magical. Why am I not manifesting more money fast, mm. faster or something like when it's yeah. that like so, so, to just pull your energy back to you. So, yeah, that might involve like, oh, let me look at that. That's part of me is really freaking out about this situation. Like what is like Natasha said, like, what do you need? Who is that? Where did that come from? And then to also remember, oh, right. I my life is happening now. Like it's not in the future once I yeah. have all these things that I've manifested that then I'll be happy. Like to remember to also be present and to also like fully embody your life and all the things you have already manifested. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a dynamic to just sort of notice. And I feel like that is part of being grounded in mm-hmm. your body, 
in the present moment, feeling your feelings, enjoying finding joy in your life, in nature, you know, yeah. so the, and that's all part of boundaries with yourself, having yeah. boundaries with yourself. Definitely. So I hope I've kind of, because I'm trying to point to an energetic dynamic here, which I feel like words are not always great for, but. No, I think so. Yeah, I think it's really helpful to notice all those energetic dynamics. And in my experience, it feels like those are always just parts that need our love and attention. And I do love that you focusing also on like, like I think focusing on on the gratitude and all that helps bring you back into your loving adult or your center, your compassion. Well, because even like stuff like, oh, we I want to change all these things about my house. Like because Ted and I are buying this house. And so suddenly we're like, oh, we can do all these things. And then oh. to just remember like, oh, and it's really great too now. I mean, like we can do those things, but also mm -hmm. like let's not get so distracted about mm -hmm. those things that we don't enjoy yeah. it as it is now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one more thing for oh, Practical okay. Magic yeah. that I almost forgot. It's the Pisces new moon is Wednesday. So you may oh, want right. to take a bath. You could oh. take a in, – in my planner, I recommend taking a bath with Epsom salt and sea salt and also lavender, essential oil of lavender. And you could also put some purple food coloring or a little bit of red oh. and a little bit of blue so that you have a purple bath to transmute, clear, cleanse your energy. So you could draw that bath and then bless the water before you get into it, stand outside of it, direct your palms toward it, say, great goddess, thank you for infusing this water with vibrations of healing, purification, and magic. And then soak, feel yourself, cleanse, reset your energy. I love it. I love a bath. Yeah, me too. I love a bath in the winter, especially. And this winter has been very non-wintery, and I don't love it. Hmm. It's just been already so warm. Like, it's in the 60s all week. Oh, wow. It's February. How dare Yeah, it. we've got winter, for sure. Uh, okay. Well, before we pick our cards of the week, I can just let you know that you can find me on Instagram at Highest Light Healing. And yes, please be aware if anybody contacts you if that are saying they're Tess or I or any spiritual practitioner or author, it's not, it's not them. If yeah, they're asking they, you for money, if they're DMing you, I never initiate DMs to people that I don't know. And I mm -hmm. certainly do not ask them for money or call them love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Neither do I. Even if I have loving feelings for you. If I haven't met you, I'm not going to call you love. Okay. Just FYI. But you even if still... you have met me, you will yeah, not I call still me don't love. do that. I don't Natasha do that. will never call you love. <laughs> don't I'll get say your I love hopes you up. if I do, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can find me at Highest Light Healing, at, at Highest Light Healing on Instagram, and you can find me at my website, highestlighthealing.com. Oh, I am. Yeah. It's fine. You already know what's on there. You can peruse it and figure it out. And soon it will be a new <laughs> website and it's fun. Okay. What wait. about you? Um, you can find me at TessWhitehurst.com. That's where you can find lots of inspiration, rituals, guided meditations, and also sessions. That's where you can schedule sessions with me. And you can find me on Instagram at Tess4444 on um 
Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, no longer on Twitter. Mm. Deleted my Twitter. Don't need that anymore. And then I, is that it? Oh, I'm on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Okay, well, this week I picked from the Akashic Tarot by Sharon Ann Klinger and Sandra Ann Taylor. Hey, they both have Anns, but different last names. <laughs> and their first names start with S and their last names start with Er. Maybe they're sisters and they married different people. Okay, regardless, I've gone off track. <laughs> I picked this card in reverse called the Two of Scrolls and or two worlds and this is what it says the reversal of this card is one of great release money and the personal world are present but they no longer have to drive you you have an opportunity now to act on your highest ideals and convictions you may have been torn between two worlds or even between light and dark but now you've discovered a greater sense of your truth which, by the way, is what I was kind of trying to relay in the energy report, like this feeling of light and then oh, dark, but then being connected to your truth. Yeah. And it reminds me, too, of the thing about, like, what if I didn't feel that 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 lay overlay yes. of, like, you have to be exceptional or you're mediocre or what if just neither right. of those? What if I yes. just don't have any of that? Yeah. The rock-solid mountain of your spiritual reality is now the history from which you draw your power. Oh, my God. That's exactly what I was feeling. Okay. Say it one more time, that okay. last sentence. The rock-solid mountain of your spiritual reality is now the history from which you draw your power. Ah, oh, okay. And this is what I was feeling like connecting to your spiritual power. Like yeah. when you up in the weight, like you, whoo, feeling that light, like, oh, spiritual connection, my spiritual power. Um, once you were worried that striving for your spiritual goals would put your fi- your personal or financial life at some risk, but now you've determined how to take steps, even little ones, to integrate the two. Your divine soul is the driving force of your life, and you can design your future and manifest all you desire through it. Ah, Yes. So it's a real card of integration. That mountain thing too yes. was like that gra- that kind of grounded boundary setting thing that I was also tuning into. Yes, and also I'm glad you put it that way. It's the same thing with that's what I was talking about with the reprogramming, like integrating the two. Yeah. Um, you know, like okay, yes, that's happening, but let's integrate it into the new reality where you know who you really are. Yeah. Okay, well, I also drew an integration type Ooh. card. So I drew from my Cosmic Dancer Oracle, Give and Receive. Mm. When dance is performed as an offering of love, it becomes a sacred infinity loop comprised of both giving to the audience and receiving from the audience. Life itself is quite the same for the deepest human desire is for connection with others through offering personal essence and sharing what is most important to us. This generous vulnerability opens up a portal of interconnection that allows both the giver and receiver to be inspired, nourished, and healed. You possess a frequency that is marvelous and unique. You radiate your own special ray of beauty, wisdom, power, and magic. Now you are being asked to freely, confidently, and joyfully share who you are with the world. Uh, Like Oprah. Yes. Uh, Like (laughs) Oprah. Be like Oprah. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, be like yourself. Yes, exactly. Be more of yourself like Oprah. 
Okay, wait. I want to read more. Okay. While it is natural to have an inner voice of criticism telling you that you're not ready or that you're self-centered to think you have something special to give, you must learn to override that voice and share your gifts anyway. By hiding them, you are not doing anyone any favors. To do so means you are inhibiting the natural river of divine creative energy that wants to flow through you and denying the world the distinctive splendor, beauty, and wisdom that you can offer. So it also goes on to talk about also being receptive and open. So breathing, allowing your feelings to flow, like Natasha was talking about in the energy report, will help open your heart so that then we can also receive compliments. We can receive beauty. We can receive joy when we allow, relax, breathe, and just even set the intention to be open to receive. Yeah, I love that. I just looked at the back of this other tarot deck that I have, the Muse tarot, and I want to read it because it's, I want to, okay. It says, there is magic in truth. There is truth in my veins where my blood speaks in sooth and my mind has no reins. I'm just mm. putting that out there because it feels, nice. I don't know, it just feels related. So, Pisces season likes yeah. poetry too. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Here's some truth going on 